Previously on Hackway Heights. From behind you, you hear this cheer. He's here! He's here! Sally, do you want to play a game with me? Depends on the game. Sally. I want to swing this hammer almost like golf club style up his chin. This is such a fun game. I love it when they fight. Meanwhile, robots. <laughs> wow. So do these robots uh, stay down here all the time? They don't just do what I tell them because I told them and they are artificial creatures, but because they want to do what I tell them. They love it. You wouldn't happen to need more workers at Dynamic Industries, would you? Tremolo, Nezzy, you all are riding down the street. You see Sally. She has no idea what we've been through. And you hear this voice booming down the block. I don't ever want to go see another art show as long as I live. (laughs) And you see... Mr. Dick. Last week, with a split party... We had Tremolo and Nezzy getting some intel, trying to make uh, make friends with Felina Robertson, uh, who is a head engineer, scientist, person. I don't know technical terms, so I don't know exactly what her job would be called. <laughs> but uh, you all were talking to her. And while you all were talking to her, trying to get uh, some kind of foothold, some kind of intel on dynamic industries... Sally was at Gossamer Park, wondering where the hell her friends were, and <laughs> fighting a vampire. She fought and a vampire. Minions. And well, you didn't fight their minions. I didn't but fight the minions, but I was you, scared of you the minions. Were, you were super scared of the minions. Uh, you fought a vampire, Sally, and I listened back to this episode, and there were so many things... That had to go right. That could that had to go right. And if one of them didn't happen, you're getting your blood sucked. And the very first one that changed the whole game, and this is why we roll the dice instead of just improvising whatever we want to do. The reason we rolled the dice is because they had a little bit of that chance, a little bit of that chaos. Was when I asked you to roll a D6 to see if you could find a special item in the shop. And you rolled a one, which means you do. I only had four special items. You rolled a D4 and you rolled a one again. And it was the hammer of Oblarn that you got. For people who want to see the proof, I had published on our blog at our website, getoutofdepth.com. I had published on our blog all the shops, all the items, I presented my work before the episode. And people can go back and see 
that I didn't fudge anything, that it really happened. You got a one and a one, and you got the hammer of Orblarn, which had a special ability in it, that once you connect with somebody, you get to roll 2d10, take the highest number for damage. That's huge damage. Advantage on your damage roll at a d10. However, once that happens, it explodes. It shatters into splinters, which sounds like a bum deal, except you're fighting a fucking vampire. Exactly what you needed. <laughs> exactly what I needed. Man, I, I got a really good hit on that, but I just wish there were some stakes around here. So, oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> just some pieces of sharp wood. And all of that was in, in, the, yeah. in the text. And it all worked out. And you were able to avoid getting eaten, which was big. I rolled bad. <laughs> I, I rolled bad on my rolls which is part of the cores for all the games that we've been playing lately. You were able to stake this vampire, kill this creature of the night. You still have this bloody stake, this red tainted stake uh, on your person. And you start running and it's like you come out of a pocket dimension. You, it's like you run a few blocks and then you're, you're out of it. And you're in this street kind of we're at the edge of the art district and there's an art gallery the gallery of transient art there's a woman selling pies there's people in cafes there it's a nice winter night and your friends ride up in their carriage and you all are in the back of it remember we pulled over pulled over the carriage parallel parked your two horse carriage by the way you guys have two horses that you may need to take care of <laughs> At oh. some point, I'm not going to be too. They are creatures. <laughs> they are beings. living are beings. They, are they robotic? Nope. Okay. No, right. they are Just real. Uh, <laughs> and you guys pull over and share this apple pie that Sally just bought. Tremolo and Nezzy having no idea what Sally's been up to other than buying apple pies. And while you all are sitting in the back of this uh, carriage eating an apple pie, Bits of apple pie falling from Tremolo's mouth into the paper bag, deftly situated between his legs. You'll hear a loud, booming voice complaining about the art show and how it was the worst art show he'd ever seen. And you will see this colossal shark, this mock shark made of a stained, dirty, blue fabric, white belly. He's got a patch over one eye that looks like it would be like a breastplate for a normal, for a small person, right? Tremolo could wear this mm -hmm. eye patch as like a breastplate. His other eye is the size of a dish, a dinner plate. And it's just a big googly eye. It's black pupil um whirring around <laughs> and and he talks like macho man <laughs> this is amazing this is amazing <laughs> i don't know if he th that's not my macho man voice but oh it was close i, I it's, it's close. It, it was close to macho man but now that you said that <laughs> there's always room for changes randy uh, savage dick <laughs> mr dick yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Mr. Dick is here, he's here to sell you skirts and furs. Yeah. Uh-huh. You want skirts? I got skirts for you. Uh, wow, that's a good macho man. I yeah. uh, That is uh, all I did while Gail was giving birth to our first son was do magic tricks. 42 hours. For yeah, 42 hours, I did magic tricks and Macho Man. Is that how you encouraged her? While she, oh, wow. I just, <laughs> Push, I, 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 no, no, no. I never okay. encouraged. Okay. She was on her own. She could do it. <laughs> she could handle it. I was just the entertainment. That's, yeah. that's our relationship, really. Yeah. Is like, anytime she's just like, what a day. And I'm she like, can, let me juggle some bullshit. As long and, as she's entertained. Yeah. Got it. You're entertaining <laughs> professionals that should be attending to your wife. I, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Doc, hey Doc, before you get to that, pick pick one of these cups for me to smash down. Just don't pick the wrong one because there's a steak knife that I got inside of it and I'll puncture my hand. All right, so you all hear Mr. Dick yelling and, and he's you, uh, you're all huddled in the back of this carriage looking out that back window um peeking out you can see him back there he's about uh 40 50 feet away does he have a lot of guards and protection around him he has you can tell he has about 3 3 flunkies they look familiar like you've seen them in passing the the time that you went to Dick's skirts and furs. You went down into the underground facility, just like through a couple hallways uh, with Merkin, uh, who accompanied you all in, on your first mission in episode one. For those of you who are who are not listening to all the episodes, which I say you should just do that. It's only twelve. So, you, like a couple of them, you kind of notice they're just kind of three three punks, right? They're all wearing like sailor outfits. You know, like red and white striped stuff, um, bandanas, big leathery coats. Are uh, they mockeries? Human? They're all human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've got like a uh, like a, a Batman villain vibe where they're all <laughs> in the same theme as the main villain. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Love it. That's that's right. Why would I do? Why would I not do that? <laughs> Why would you not do that? That's amazing. Yes, so they're all thematically appropriate to the villain of our game, Mr. Dick. Well, maybe the villain of our game. I think he's a villain. I think we're going to certainly... blow him up. So <laughs> the villain. plan is that you guys are going to kill his ass. So hopefully he's the villain. But we may discover that he was the hero all along. <laughs> he's just trying to bring some canals into the city. Just provide yeah, some infrastructure. He's trying to, he's a bastion of progress, you know. Anita's standing in his way. He didn't choose to be a gigantic shark. Horse-drawn carriages. Speaking of horse-drawn carriages, you see this massive carriage pull up, and it's being uh, led by four massive horses, huge gray stallions, Mm. and um, it's it looks like a like a parade float of a of a of a uh, a ship, like the carriage. Like imagine a carriage body of a ship shaped like a like a sailboat and um, like a pirate ship. And it has a mast and a, and a sail. And the sail says, 
dicks, skirts, and furs, <laughs> this dick will treat you right. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. But he's not a villain. He's not a villain. <laughs> just running a. Oh, absolutely not. After that, rides around in a big ass billboard. He's problematic. Okay, <laughs> misunderstood. That's for sure. Oh right. my God. Let's not boil down his character to a couple of comments that he's made. Okay, so this rides up, and people start making their way over to this. Uh, this structure, it's got a coachman who's sitting on, on like the mast and he's halted the horses and one of the minions like comes over, opens up the carriage door and then another one, there's like a rope ladder on the side of it and like two of the guys start getting on top of the ship like <laughs> like they're sailing and Dick is starting to make his way to this door and it almost looks like this big fabric Shark is going to have like a hard time fitting into this door, but he's going to give it a try. And maybe there's like a little bit of curiosity and you all going like, let's see how he gets inside this ship. And before he does, you hear a man yell across the street, Mr. Dick, I'm sick of owing you money. You've ruined my life. And now I'm going to end yours. And he has a flintlock pistol. And he fires. The bullet embeds itself into the side of the carriage, and Mr. Dick slowly turns around, looks at him, and you see this guy shaking now, and he clicks the other hammer. It's got that dual hammer kind of pistol, and he fires again, and this time the bullet embeds itself into the fabric of Mr. Dick and then drops to the ground. The whole street is dead silent as everybody is staring at the scene in shock and awe. And Mr. Dick slowly starts walking towards this man whose trembling hand shakes until the pistol falls out and clatters on the cobblestone ground. Now, everyone here saw that you just tried to End my life, is that right? Everyone saw that. I don't think anybody would begrudge me if I had a late night snack. And he clamps down on this man. And just like Tremolo eats his apple pie, Mr. Dick is going to eat this young man. And you see him munch on this guy and hearing these sickening crunches as he wiggles him about. You just see these two legs swinging about through the air until they're just limp. And then it falls out of his mouth, this guy mangled to a pulp from being fabricy gummed to death. And Mr. Dick turns around. Load him up, boys. Papa's full and wants to go home for a rest. And he squeezes himself into this ship. And you hear him howling with laughter. <laughs> As they ride away. Are there any, on the, the side of this thing, are there any kind of windows or portholes or anything like that on the side of this ship carriage? Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, it's like in the back 
back corners, mm-hmm. right? Not directly out the out the rear. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But they would have to be opened and closed. You know, they're, they're like glass. Like right they're circular yeah. glass. You can see directly through them, but they're they're not open air. Sally's cow- kind of cowered in the corner with what's left of her apple pie. That was that was your chance, Nezzy. That was my chance to die. That's for sure. You see what happened to that man? So as they're saying that, and the and it's the carriage is going by and leaving. Tremolo was really looking to see if there was a way that he could toss these bombs in through one of those windows, and he slowly gets his hands out of his. Let's go of the bombs inside of his his cloak and gets his hands back out. You thought about it and you decided against it. Yeah, there's, you know, it's, they're kind of high I up. Mean, if they were open, I mean, he probably would have done it, but. Because it's a blast. All right, I'm going to say this. And not because I think you should do this. I have no judgment either way. But because it's a blast, it wouldn't necessarily have to get inside because you could throw it onto the roof oh, yeah. of this carriage. And it would, it would affect everybody. But that's, but that's the thing is I, I know that we have a good plan. You know, Tremolo knows that we have a good plan ahead of us. You know, if we can pull that off, this could be better to have him like, you know, tuna in a can and just toss those in. But I don't think it'd have the same effect if if it got on top. It might take care of everybody else, but not the the biggest worry that we have. If I could have dropped it in easily, then... um you know, in there with him, then I think it'd be hard for him to survive. Um, or there wouldn't be much left of him for Nezzy mm-hmm. and Sally to yeah. finish off. Yeah. But um, no, if there was a way we could like bar the doors and like set this ship aflame, you know, this could be <laughs> a prime opportunity. But we're also uh, not really prepared for a massive battle. So we could, <laughs> yeah. uh I think instead we're just all like choking on those ideas yeah. and mm-hmm. our pie right. as we watch it go by. We might, might have a bit more bravery if we didn't just see a man get mangled. Yeah. How cool would it have been though if like we just like were there and someone else just assassinated Mr. Dick right in front of us? Wow. We that that took care of a problem. Yeah. 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 Could could we have a piece of that, please? <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if we take credit for this? <laughs> what if that was the game? <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I did would, it for you. I'd, I'd be willing to like off the other three people and be like, "Hey, you see, we saved your life." <laughs> we'll <laughs> we do clean up. We'll clean it up. We'll That's fine. Up. All right. So you all witness this. Where to next? It's late. Sunset. It's the evening. Where are you guys going to sleep tonight? Sally's do we know? Scared. Yeah. What. Do we? Do we know of a place where you know we could take the horses to? store the carriage for the night but perhaps anita indigos would be the most logical place for that i suppose anita doesn't want us anita doesn't really want to see us again because we're too Mm. hot yeah she's hoping that we'll finish this job quickly and then we can come back to her and she can clear our name and stuff but we have um she-ra it's the only person we really know with a place she's got like a place for horses though but we could check. You can find a place to stable your horses. It's going to cost money. But you guys got a ton of money now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys got tons of money. Or we could uh, potentially stop by and see if we can stay uh, where my boy is stashed. Is that a good idea? I'm Look. not sure if it is, but I won't lie. I am always worried about him. 
But perhaps the best thing for him is for us to stay away. Jay, when I was reading the gossip column, did I read about anybody who's out of town? You read about... So a couple episodes, Gail got a newspaper. I was reading it while I was on the roof, waiting. Right. And she wanted to look through, like, society gossip. And you were looking for missing persons. Or people... people you, you were looking for stuff about people who were, like, leaving or moving. Or you see that there are... Let me make a little roll here. Nope. Yep. Uh, you don't see anything about like somebody moving to Hackway Heights looking for a place. Okay. You do see somebody account who is looking for someone to rent out a flat in their house. And it's in one of the posher neighborhoods. Boys, I was I was looking at at this place and I flipped and I'm like it's gonna be expensive, but I really don't think anyone's gonna look for us in the rich neighborhood and he probably has stables because they probably have horses. Nobody nobody can trace us, nobody can trace us to Barney if they're tra- tracking us or anything like that. I'm really afraid that Anita's got people following this carriage waiting for us to go to Barney and 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 nobody would trace us to Shira and so Shira's not gonna get in trouble and and people at the Crazy mandolin. She's pointing at this this classified in the newspaper, and you guys see that it says looking for renter, second floor, must be quiet, know how to keep secrets. <laughs> Twenty five a month. See, I'm and they like secrets too, so that we can say it needs to work in reverse. We keep your secrets if you keep ours, but we'll also not be there all the time. We're just going to be there to lay low. 25 a month. That's less than a pitcher of mimosas. That's, uh, seems well within our budget. Yes. If you believe they'll take all three of us, that would be great. It did sound like it's probably one, but I feel like, you know, maybe we can, we can be servants. I mean, this is a count, surely, you know, Two of us could be, you know, servants for, you know, I'll, I'll be the cook or something. And, and uh, tr- uh, you know, one of you two can be the, the butler or whatever for the other one. I'll be the musician. Oh, yeah. You can be uh, the, the protege and, and, uh, and Nezzy, you can be um, Tremolo's patron. Do we need to clean ourselves up uh, before we go? It, it is a classy neighborhood after all. Oh, I guess I do. I'm covered in blood. <laughs> also, you all notice Sally is covered in blood. I'm still gripping the stake <laughs> for dear life. Why, why are you covered in blood, Sally? Yeah, what what happened at the park? I thought perchance you had had a, a pie before we got here. I was not quite sure. I... Uh... I don't want to talk about it, but Gossamer Park's not an option. Oh, well, hate to hear that that was a waste of time, uh, but uh, we got a lot done while while you were doing that, though. Um, we um, we have some good inroads to the uh, all the workings underneath the city. Um, uh, there's little robots, and um, Nezzy stole a key card, and... Um, <laughs> So, uh, don't you worry, uh, um, uh, 
our line is 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 working out well. Oh, ro- robots and a and a key card. Okay. Yeah. So we now have uh, okay. access to an area that is connected to the pit. So what's the uh, pit? Oh yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> we, we didn't even tell you what happened when we went to see Ralph. Uh, we we learned about the uh, the transport tunnel that has an exit uh, that has these these robots that uh, deliver uh, goods straight to Mister Dick's skirts and furs. So oh, yeah, it could be. I did hear a, talk about something like that one time. It could be a pretty stealthy place for us to enter or potentially exit. So or both. Oh. Yes, and we made friends with Felina Robertson. And she wants me to be her assistant and I'm going to get a job. And um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm going to learn how to use the robots and um, and figure out the uh, transit system underneath the city. At least I think I am. Oh, boys. I'm just so relieved. I thought you all were really going to get yourselves hurt. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And, and you're just fine. And you just, I'm just so proud of you both. Um, got a job assistant. I don't know who Felina is, but it sounds really fascinating. And, and yeah. She has a horde of worshippers. <laughs> yeah. You ever see those, uh, you know, those, those fellows where they have the, the light bulb on their head? Oh yeah. Uh, it's, that's the, the, that church, church of, the the new the mo- modernity, new, new modernity. That's right. That's right. And they yeah. there's something about believe keep to the, the current or something. Believe in the current. Believe yeah, in they, the current. They, they, they somehow what... worship her, and we somehow now have an in with uh, someone that's uh, a champion of progress that that they seem to revere. That's really nice. I'm really feeling better about that because I could really use a church right now. You still haven't told us what happened. Are you sure you don't want to talk about it? There was a vampire kid. He was scary, and he could He made he he made me play hide and seek with him. Like made me in my mind. I don't, I don't like it. As you're talking about those moments where he was able to speak to your mind and force you to play hide and seek, force you to walk towards him, you're recalling that feeling. And you can feel it inside you through your hands where you're holding this stake. As though if you really wanted to, maybe you could compel somebody to do something they don't want to do, too. Oh my gosh. Jay? Sally... Why yeah. are you waving that bloody stick around? Because <laughs> it's got his blood on it. And, I, and I think I need it. To clarify, this is the child's blood? Yes. Okay. Nessie, well, uh... He called for his mommy when he died. Oh, my. So now, uh... They're looking for me for kidnapping the child. You, uh, killed, um, this... We're, we're gonna be, uh... Maybe a pretty hot prof. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No one was around. It was apparently in a different dimension or something um, where oh. nobody exists except for vampires. Where's the body, Sally? Oh, like it's in that other dimension. No, you can't get back to it. You have to stay there until the sun sets and then you're there. I think. 
I think. I think. But everybody else leaves before sunset. They do. That's where I got the the hammer of the of the oh 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 oblarn oglehorn something. That this is what's left of it. Well, within the last couple of days, there's a lot of things that have happened to me that I can't explain. You believed me, and I believe you. Okay, I'm really sorry that happened to you, Sally. And I give her a big Aww. hug. Oh Thank man, you, Nessie. I also believe you both. <laughs> We should all go to bed. <laughs> um, Let's go sleepy time. Do you, do you think we, what what time is it? I don't know what what time. Like early evening. It's uh, it's about seven. It's winter. Yeah. Okay. I'm like I'm, I'm like I have no concept Six. of. All right. Let's go be fancy people. I suppose. Okay. I'll I'll drive. So where would you like to take this carriage? To the address in the classified, I think. So you need to take this carriage to the entrance of the Travelator. And the Travelator's on our map. Oh, wow. We can put our whole carriage on the Travelator? Uh, no. Oh. Oh. I was excited about that. Like like a walking path (laughs) and horses are going to be cool with that? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Horse is not okay. Uh, but you know how you like just go double time as you're walking down a moving sidewalk and like the idea of horses just good yeah. gracious they would just <laughs> glide and be gone <laughs> man that'd be crazy so you all need to take this over here to the civic artist assignment center that's around where the entrance to the travelator is and the only way into this nice area is the travelator. But we would need to leave our horse and carriage behind. Right. But there is a stable there for all these rich people to house. There are animals. Most of them. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, as I'm explaining this, I'm going to say that you're going to get there. When you get there, you see that, uh, there is a place to, to put your horses or whatever your travel mode of transportation is. Most of these compartments house automobiles. There's not a lot of horses. So there's a stableman who is willing to take care of your horse. He says there's a few like old money kind of people that still value horses and, and are a little jittery around the, uh, the, new, the new cars and stuff like that. And he's willing to stable the horse for ten dollars a night and that includes a, a feeding him and things like that yeah. yeah and you can you can come by and pick it up uh when you come back okay so is that twenty dollars then ten dollars a horse i could that I, I was just clarifying oh for the whole for the whole deal for okay yeah. all right yeah stable on horses way cheaper than the crazy mantle on <laughs> maybe that's just us we eat, to, eat and drink too much maybe maybe jay forgot what the prices were of the greasy mandolin <laughs> uh, it was like five bucks each but i mean that's fifteen dollars yeah yeah well maybe uh housing is more plentiful than food around here that's that's what it seems like, gotta like spend a lot yeah. for food yeah, yeah why doesn't everyone be rich this is easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> let them eat cake <laughs> let, let yeah. them eat cake that's the end of the, that's the episode title <laughs> <laughs>
with the meat cake. If we did episode titles. Yeah, I mean, if you just take money from a bunch of gangsters and don't return it, yeah, it's easy. All right. You all take the um, the horses, set it all up. Gil, you have the, the funds, all that yeah. stuff. And it costs money to get on the Travelator. This is expensive. Oh. It's going to be $50 a person. What the shit? And... <sighs> If we were trying to like walk around the Travelator, I'm just curious. Like, what, what is there, there, there? Can we walk beside it? Can we just walk beside it? It's like it's we'll like walk a gated. Ourselves. It's like a gated community. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. I don't think you can get it into the houses. It's one of those. No, I, yeah. <laughs> these huge iron bars uh, connecting to huge stone pillars with gargoyles on yeah. top, watching over. And it just, just seems to stretch. And you can see yeah. that it's not just homes. It's like very large buildings, corporate looking buildings, industrial buildings are yeah. also here. If we're going to be coming and going from this place, they got like a weekly pass. That's what I was going to say. Is there someone <laughs> Is there someone standing there like accepting money or something? That season ticket. So, <laughs> what's the season ticket rate? <laughs> no. What's the easy pass? Does this come with the water park? Do I get to use the... Do we get to go into the water <laughs> yeah. park with this pass? Do no, I get free, do I get free refills, right? no. please? Do I, <laughs> Do I, which show do I get to see at the planetarium with this pass? <laughs> so the way it works is that if you're just visiting, it's 50. If you live here and can show proof of residency, it's part of your like property tax. Got it. Okay. I mean, you can afford it now. <laughs> you guys, you guys got tons of money and I'm going to figure out more ways to make you spend it. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's hop on this fancy walkway. So we're deducting. $150 plus the horse fee, Gail. It's deducted. <laughs> Can someone just hold me like I'm a, a puppet puppet <laughs> so, I <don't, laughs> so I don't get charged? I love, I love, see what you just did? I love that in past episodes you were just like, don't call me yeah. a mockery. And <laughs> yeah. you're like. Now Tremolo's yeah. like, now, now <laughs> I'm going to say like a bad real coin. I would have suggested it, but I'm I knew that would have been strike three. So I, I, I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yes, it would have. Good job, Nessie. Good job, Nessie. Oh, man. That's Sally also funny. wouldn't have suggested it after, after yeah. Nessie's Everybody two strikes. Is, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's very scared of what three strikes is. <laughs> I get a very of mice and men vibe and Tremolo is um, the one that like, isn't, isn't the, uh, what's his name? Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. He's not Lenny. He's the, he's the smart one. He's Gary Sinise. You guys are Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> the more you guys tell your stories about vampires and right, right, aliens. Right. The more Tremolo's mm-hmm. just like, I may have to put them down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some real weird has got to happen to Tremolo. Yeah. So he's like, guys, yeah. guys you're going to wake up and Tremolo's going to be standing over your bed with a pillow. Um, I always loved you. <laughs> just think about the rabbits. Uh, <laughs> You all got you. You hop on this traveler. It is a metal structure, and you can see there are people who have these like folding chairs and umbrellas that they set up, and they plunk themselves down, pouring a cup of tea on a little table, a foldable table. They have a butler that stands with them that sets all of this stuff up for them. 
They're wearing impeccable outfits, frilly white lace, incredible colors. Something about folks who are of a lower class in Bastion is that they all have like access to just browns and blacks in terms of color palette for their clothes. But the wealthy class is generally denoted by vibrant colors that they have they're able to get a hold of so chartreuses and, and uh, deep purples with my born to be wild and top hat do i mildly blend in with these people or is it very clear that i'm still not one of them yeah you get you get the kind of that like ruffling feathers but like begrudgingly having to accept you mm-hmm. kind new of look money yeah new money <laughs> you're oh you're part of that new young brigade actually nezzy how old is Nezzy? He's like uh, 43. 43. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you all hop on this travelator and you make your way along it and you pass this massive condo looking building. It's 29 floors and it says Pep 29 Suites. As you're, as you're slowly moving down this moving sidewalk, as it is pulling you forward, you can see like a list of all the different professions that are housed in that PEP 29 suites. Doctors, dentists, surgeons, people who work with metal. You see a lot of those lists and it has their suite number. And it has a sign that says PEP 29, where the young professional lives and dies. You begin passing that up slowly. It's very... There, it, it's so slow that there's like an impulse to want to walk, but you can't Sally's walk. Sally's having this. trouble. Like yeah. she kind of starts like creeping up, and like somebody glances at her, and she's like, "Oh, yeah." It's frowned upon to ever walk on the travelator because then you wouldn't be using it for its intended purpose. <sighs> As you all pass Pep Twenty Nine, you can see off in the distance the spires of this radio tower. And that is the steeple of the Church of the New Modernity. And you can see it off in the distance on this hilltop so that it's higher than all the other buildings around it. So the Church of new, the New Modernity has a radio tower? It has a radio tower, yeah. Okay. So, uh, do we know, do they typically like broadcast like their religious beliefs? Is, is that yeah. why they have one? Yeah. Yeah. They have, you would know that they have access to not just radio, but they have access to newspaper. They recently purchased the Daily Spark, which is the, the name of the Hackway Heights newspaper, the local area. So they have, they have a lot of access to media. Hmm. And Sally sees this gate coming up for the address. You see all these really beautiful kind of Victorian houses, incredible steeples and spires, these impeccable yards. And then you see this other address. You know that this is your stop. So it kind of like you open up a gate and exit the travelator and it's like an artery, a vein of houses. So you have access to about 10, 12 houses off of this one gate. And you're walking down the street, you can see these beautiful homes. And then, Sally, you see that the home you're looking at is this dark, black, wooded building. The grass is dead. There's a windows are cracked. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a weather vane on the top that's rusted and squeaks and spins around. But there doesn't seem to be any wind. It's just spinning. Well, Nessie, you're the, you're the, you're the man. Where are your servants? 
<sighs> Just our luck. We want a mansion, and this is what we get. All right. Here, Nessie, yeah. use my monocle. Oh, good idea. <clears throat> How do I look? Oh, you look so yeah. dashing. All right. You all walk up this sidewalk, this walkway to the house, and on the wooden door is this kind of ugly gremlin-looking face with a, a knocker in its mouth uh, made of brass. This huge oak door. Who knocks? Sally does. It was my idea, and I think a servant's supposed to do it, and I'm probably tall, tall enough to do it. <laughs> so you grab a hold of it, and you knock, and this huge ball, this heavy ball, hits the oak and makes no sound. Makes no sound. You've hit it twice. And then... As if on a delay, you hear this echo of boom, boom, boom throughout the house. It's a weird knocker. Okay, okay. After a moment, you hear the shuffling of footsteps and the door creaking open. And you see this figure, pale, pasty skin, um, an eye that has like a wart right on the lid. And it's, it's very, uh, short, comes about just, uh, just about six inches over the, where, like, the doorknob of a regular door would be. Hello? Why, hello there, good sir. Sorry to bother you so late at night, but we saw your ad in the paper, and I believe this is uh, the perfect place for us to lay some roots for for the time being. He opens the door a little bit more. His teeth are uh, cracked, jagged things. Yes. You are here for Count Vexenhalls? You're here to see about the room. Yes, exactly. Oh, the Count will be very pleased. Very pleased indeed. Well, great. Uh, Has this ad been running long? I'm surprised it's still available. Seems like a lovely place. And as one crazy eye looks out at the rest of you. Will the three of you be staying? Uh, Yes, this is uh, my servant and my musician here. And uh, we would love to uh, see the premises and uh, stay the night. Please come inside. Warm yourselves by our fire. And he opens the door, this creak. And you look inside and it's this cobwebs and darkness. The the uh, lanterns are reflecting lights and shadows. You see these kind of um, marble statues that look like they've fallen and been uncared for. There's a huge fireplace crackling with a a uh, couple of chairs nearby and a a table where a chess game is in mid-play. Please grab a seat by the fire, warm yourselves, and I will get the counts. Well, thank you kindly. And he shuffles up the stairs. He gets about halfway up the stairs, this rounding staircase, and he looks down. Pleased indeed. Now, don't go walking off and wandering around. Sally is appalled that this is her idea, but also, like, now that we're in it, like, determined to kind of stick to it. I can see that you're appalled on your face. Don't be. (laughs) This is a great idea. (laughs) And he bounds up the stairs. (laughs) We really know how to pick them. This is... Well, I don't think anyone wants to look for us here. No, I, I'm surprised that the, the rich and fancy people up here allow this place to stand. You know, you have a point. They allow it to stand because I demand that it stands. And you hear this voice standing at the top of the stairs. 
red velvet robe, white handkerchief flowing out as a pipe resting in his hand. Frail, long fingers extend out and wrap around the banister. So I see that you are here for a room. Would you like to stay in my home and be my guests? I appreciate your bravery. I know that it is not easy to walk up to the steps of Count Vexenhall. We appreciate uh, you you allowing us to come in this late at night. And uh, for the paper, we saw that you have an appreciation for people that can keep secrets and just know that our lips are sealed and we are people of the utmost discretion. I see that you are avid readers. There are many who do not read all the way to the end. (laughs) They come in saying they'd like a room. When I ask about the secrets, they say, oh, wait a second, let me pull that paper back out. (laughs) Then they read and they only get halfway again. I no, no, you have to finish. You have to finish the entire paragraph and then you will know all of the things that I require and it is that you are secretive. Well, clearly every word that you said matters and that matters to us. We're very people that pay attention to the details. Correct. Vexenhall's yes. words matter. And he walks down the stairs. I can see that this is already going to be a very good fit for me. I do have some other demands. What demands do you have? When the moon is high, you're not to leave your flat. Your room is on the second floor. There is a lot of work that is done here in the evenings, and I cannot have people wandering about. I go to the window just to see what phase the moon is in right now. (laughs) For those of you at the window wondering where the moon is at, it is about (laughs) midway up the sky. At midnight, it will be high in there, and you will know that you should be in your damn room. Well, what if we're the type of people that could help you with your work? You know, What do you know about my work? Who sent you? I know nothing, but whatever I would know would be a secret between us. I should let you know that I have bouts of paranoia that can be quite severe. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking that paranoia is this is a, is a sign of survival. I respect that. You're saying so many of the right things. Oh, <laughs> as for the money, I do not request much. As you know, uh, not a lot of people are willing to stay here, so I've had to lower my prices below market value. I'm sure that when you were reading the paper, you were like, man, this is probably a lot cheaper than a pitcher of mimosas at the Greasy Mandolin. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> we're you in so hard. our carriage? That's a- <laughs> I'm just talking in hypotheticals. <laughs> Vexenhall is all about covering all bases at all times. Now, you may inadvertently see things around here that may... Because for alarm, perhaps it is something that you see Finny, my assistant, who you've already met, or myself doing, I suggest you forget it. Anything you see in this home, you are to forget. It is but a roof over your head. And perhaps a little bit of company every once in a while. I'll request that you join me for dinner. We are big fans of dinner. It's not my favorite meal time, <laughs> but I'm not going to turn it down either. <laughs> so, this guy's ridiculous. Would you all like to stay here? Absolutely. Would you mind showing us to uh, our floor? Finney, come. It appears we have new tenants. 
Let us rejoice by showing them to the rooms and letting them revel in the amazing bedrooms that we have waiting for them. And Finny bounds down the stairs. I go over to Sally. Uh, here, can, can you give us 30? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> we'll play uh, a little bit extra for some mutual discretion. And we pay up front. What do you mean about this mutual discretion? Well, part of the reason I respected your ad was if we have secrets to have, I, I expect you to keep them as well. So I feel like it's mutually beneficial that we can each be secret keepers for one another. I see. Master Nezzy doesn't do anything that would get you in trouble. He just thinks that he doesn't really want people to mess around with. I also have things that I do not want people messing around with. They're located in that basement, which is locked. Do not mess with that basement door. Or so help me. <laughs> We're going to have big time problems, and I will put your lights out. We are not looking for any big time problems. Your basement. We did Why would we go basement. to your basement? You seem very fixated on the basement suddenly. Forget the basement. It's fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing down there mm -hmm. that concerns you. Mm -hmm. Finny, the bags. And Finny comes over. Please, this way. Come. Your rooms await you upstairs. And he leads you upstairs. Each bedroom is, if the rest of the house is like dark, dank, dim, cobweb, dust infested. Each of these three bedrooms is like white with blue blankets, gold trim pillows, clean and immaculate. Wow. Each one of these bedrooms, the highest of high class. Oh, well, Finny, do you, do you clean in here? This is, this is incredible. It was my design. I went to school for uh, interior decorating. It's, it's a passion. Well, it's really wonderful. We don't get many people in here who appreciate what I do. It, uh, it's, it, oh, I love it. Downstairs, that really like cobwebby, creepy doctor vibe that's happening. Yeah. That's by request. That's designed. For him, he likes that. It's not you know, out of negligence. I, I get it. I, you know, I can see why somebody would like that, though. Okay, well, good. Well, enjoy your evening. And he sets your stuff down. And he leads Tremolo and Nezzy to their own rooms. So so this is like, it's it's like a hallway that has three bedrooms off of it? Yeah. Do we have our own, like, kitchens and bathroom and things? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. There is a water closet downstairs. Mm-hmm. And so is the kitchen. He says, if you request anything, I make muffins. Sometimes they have fruit in them. Ooh. I love fruit muffins. Do you like juice? Yes. I squeeze orange juice fresh in the mornings. It'll be a nice morning. People are going to be kicking themselves for letting this uh, stay vacant as long as it did. This, you're very hospitable. Thank you. I think it's because of all the dead bodies in the basement. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that might do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody before we get to the rest of this episode i just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support gail and i really love making this podcast and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff that we've been doing on youtube and if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation you absolutely can just open up another tab and go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and you can lend us a hand monetarily we're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. 
any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude, but who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand. And you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with. Thank you all so much for listening this far. Holy shit. And uh, now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way, let's get back to the rest of the episode. It is the best sleep you ever had. Really? Yeah. It is downy feather duvet kind of shit. Like, you're like, oh my God, I could just sink into this bed. Calgon, take me away kind of stuff. I have this picture of Sally, like, just completely sprawled on the bed, just waking yeah. up, taking, touching each corner, almost touching each corner. Yeah. Way better than Anita Indigo's cots that you slept on, I think, just last night. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long 24 hours. You're able to get up. You're able to have breakfast. Everything's cool. It's very quiet in the house. Finney's the only one up, and he's just making you all breakfast. Muffins with blueberries. With a blueberry compote. Now we're at the stage of the game. We've discussed this through email a little bit. And we discussed it a little bit at the end of the last session that you all based on all the information that you've been collecting, that you all are working to try and come up with a safe plan to infiltrate Dick's skirts and furs, his hidden compound under his store, to blow Mr. Dick up. So we have a couple of jobs that you are all trying to do in order to ensure that you have an effective and efficient plan to get this done safely which one is most pressing for you all to do today right now we just kind of checked a box which is get a place where we can sleep and plan so now i leave it to you all what's the next step so boys you all were talking about tremola are you are you getting a job or is that for later Oh yes, I, I, I think that I should do it as quickly as possible, um, so that I can infiltrate uh, the um, uh, that work community and and understand how it all works, and um, I'll be able to get information that will help us ride up to the doorstep of uh, Mister Dick's hideout and be able to to leave undetected as well. Do you want us to join you on this endeavor, or uh, is, is that a is that a one man job? I, right now, all I have to do is find the um, what is it called? The dynamic industries. Yes, dynamic industries. I can which see. is in this gated community. 
Oh. It's actually right. not far from Pep 29 yeah. Suites. <laughs> All I have to do is walk just down the little non-walking road that takes me there without me moving my legs and um, put in an application. And I'm well, going to drop Felina's name and see how I do. This place is about as convenient as you, as you could get. If it weren't for all the dead bodies in the basement, it would be pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, uh, I, I think we got to make sure that we don't become one of those dead bodies. Yeah, or or blamed for those dead bodies, the way things are going sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Tremola, you don't need, like, a reference or anything since you have Felina. I used to write myself fake references for jobs to get into places all the time, but, uh, you know. Oh, I- I've never applied for a, a job before, so, I-, I-, I mean, if you want to write anything down for me, I would gladly accept it um, and-, and take it with me. Um, oh, it's I have no idea. It's assistant job? Yes. Um, and she works with uh, robots and... Um, she cleans up messes. She's very scientific. Well, while we're talking, I'm going to turn on the radio and just see if uh, they're all chatting about me again. Or if uh, I'm yesterday's news. Okay. Let me roll. Quick. Okay. You hear uh, a news report on the search is continuing, continuing to heat up for Barney, the missing child. And that investigators feel confident that they are going to find him fairly soon. Oh, dang it, Nessie. Do you there's think so they got many, a clue? There's so many bigger things happening in this city. I don't know why they're searching for a boy that's safer than he was two days ago. Ugh. You know, maybe we could send his ma a, a telegram letting her know that he's okay. And maybe she'll call it off or if it's her. No, to be honest, it's probably Anita. Are you sure after seeing what we saw last night that we should really be trying to take down Mr. Dick? Honestly, if we were to turn on Anita, you know, Barney would be a lot safer and we'd even have more money. Well, we'll still, our our names won't be cleared and I don't count on Mr. Dick to do anything for us, really. He still won't be happy that we didn't bring him what he wanted in the first place. It doesn't matter if we hand him his money. He won't care. Yeah, you're right. It won't really clear anything for us. At least with Anita, she can clear the slate for us and will prove to be, uh, you know, uh, people of our words. I was hoping Anita Indigo would be presenting a a future I could, could be with my son. And unfortunately, she seems to want the opposite. I still believe that it can work out. You just have to kill Mr. Dick and then prove to her that you're a good father. It's not not that big of a task. Well, I feel like time is of the essence. The, the, longer, the longer our names aren't clear, the more danger Barney's going to be in. The more danger we're going to be in. All right, well, let's get to it. Yeah. Nezzy, is there anything you want? Do you, do you want to get Barney? Keep him close to you, or I'm afraid to move him. But at the same time, we can maybe figure something out. I can sneak real good. Uh, I feel like 
leaving Barney here while we go out is is probably more of a danger for him than where he's at. Yeah, it's a good. I'm not right. worried about going to visit him would put him in more danger than it is. I can only hope that uh, they're not swayed by the radio stories that they're hearing and that they're keeping Barney safe. All right. Well, so while Tremolo's trying to figure out the 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 robot thing at at Dynamic Industries, we need to figure out the pit. And yeah, so we could we could figure out uh, we could go down and infiltrate a bit further and figure out the schedules, figure out exactly how we could get in and out using the automatons. And do we know, did you say how to get into, how it connects to Dick's skirts and furs? Uh, we, we, we just know that it does connect. Uh, and I certainly know where one of the hatches is that, that, that can get access down there. Where's that? Uh, it's by where the bridge blew up. Okay. Well, yeah, I could I could go investigate a little. The the problem is um apparently there's something with the tunnels that only the robots are able to navigate through the tunnels um to yeah, get that's... to their desired destination. Uh that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing so that we could hopefully figure that out a little bit better. Um or at least be able to manipulate those to do what we want. Um, there, so there's the an entry to Mr. Dick's hideout through those tunnels, uh, and we need to figure that out if we're ever going to be able to get to that entry. Uh, but then there's another entry through the dressing room uh, that is a secret entry through one of the dressing rooms, number six, I believe. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's on the first floor uh, dressing rooms. And um, so that's another entry point that the, the problem with the blueprints is it didn't show anything to us about what happens once you get in yeah. there. But we know that there's these two entries that we need to find out we need to, to gather more information on. Well, okay. uh, do we do we want to? Because potentially, if we if we could find a way in using the automatons, we could potentially leave the same direction, or we could investigate both ways and and come in through the store and 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 leave discreetly through the through the pit. Well, I think I hate to just sit around while Tremolo's doing all the work. I, I don't think it's a bad idea to try and look at both ways, just like we did. Yeah. Yesterday, that that really turned out to be uh, not such a good idea for me. But yeah, no, S Sally, why don't you and I stick together then? All right. What What do you think we should do? Should we just try to sneak in that way, or should we just try to go and see what we see down in in, in the hackway area and just get an idea of what it's like? Jay, so yeah, we, we, the, we we there was that hatch that we saw yesterday. Right. Are, is this something that like now that we've been down there, it's like, are, are, can we have we seen hatches like that throughout the city? Or is that the only one we've ever seen? That's the only one you've ever seen because it's specific to the dynamos of the hackway. Got it. So theoretically, there would be a hatch like that at every dynamo point of the uh, of the hackway. So you wouldn't necessarily have to go to that same spot. But, but go towards where another dynamo is. Yeah. That may be a little bit more difficult because like the structure that 
like the the fencing and everything that keeps it secure would still be there so it, it might be easier to go to where it's all kind of destroyed but there might be there's people there that are trying to fix it so yeah. it would be another sneak job no I, you might be right it might be easier to go to one that's not a part of a current rebuild and where would like the closest dynamo to us be so if you look at the the map you can see that there are there's these curves yeah the hackway is kind of shaped like a butterfly yeah and where these curves are are where there are dynamos got it so the place where it blew up was near where the bottom right down here at the near the uh bifurcated industrial works okay. so yeah maybe the bottom left by the uh cemetery or something like that would be yeah a quiet place of entry potentially that's a possibility and the bifurcated industrial works that was that's close to dicks mr dicks right okay uh well what do you think sally you want to try and head over to the cemetery and see if we can find a, a hatch did somebody say they're heading towards the cemetery? <laughs> uh, yeah, we were. Oh, and Finny! Camera pans over to Finny, who is like cleaning the dishes that you guys just ate off for breakfast. Did you need us to pick up something? No, I think we're good for now. Uh, is there any type of, uh, you know, gift, a sign of appreciation that uh, that the Count would appreciate for us to bring back, potentially? Uh... I don't know if I want to tell you all what he would appreciate. We're just the beginning <laughs> stage of this relationship. And it seems like, if I'm being honest, you all have a ton of stuff on your plate. And okay, I'm not just talking well, about my blueberry compote. Yeah. Well, secrecy was in the lease, so I, 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 I thought you wouldn't mind telling. But that's okay. We understand. But if you guys are down, like we, we could do something later in the future. <laughs> uh, okay. But you guys should totally kill Mr. Dick soon. <laughs> and then we'll we'll deal with maybe this new enterprise afterwards. Okay. <sighs> Thanks well, for that, Penny. Appreciate <laughs> the mutual secrecy here. Penny. Yep. I'm so glad that was part of our contract. Speaking of contract, we need proof of our residency to get in and out here. Can do we do we get that as part of our, our deal? Oh, of course. And he has, and I, yeah, I was going to mention this. You all have these little certificates that you can keep on your person that allow you to enter and exit the yeah, travelator without so harassment. Yeah. Thank you, Finny. Oh, Nessa, we should buy buy some of those chairs that fold up and fold out and stuff like that. And then we can ride the travelator in style. That's right. Yeah, if you yeah. want to look like some kind of rich asshole. <laughs> what do you I'll like see myself like? out so you all can have this discussion <laughs> alone. <laughs> Alone, wink, wink. <laughs> and he, he like exits and you hear these footsteps behind the wall. And there's like this painting, a portrait, and you see the eyes start to move <laughs> in the painting. Just hear heavy breathing. We could just, we could just get Mr. Dick to come to this and just lock him in the basement. And that might just be what does. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that might be our best option. <laughs> Talk to the counts about what about, what about mock creatures? Will that do for you? All right. Uh, well, Tremolo, I wrote you a letter of reference. It says, um, to whom it may concern, Tremolo is a great assistant. He has assisted me in many attempts to complete jobs. 
and he has assisted me really well. Please hire him as your assistant. Uh, and then I scribbled out something, so it looks like it's a name, but it's not a name. Oh, you did use your name Tremolo, right? No, I did not actually. It's um, Trey. 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 Yeah, Trey. Trey Trayston. Trey Trayston. Okay, let me rewrite this letter all over again. Hold on. Working name. Write that I out. I got it up on the spot. You'd be very proud of me, Sally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think anybody would think of Tremolo when they hear Trey. And uh, you know, the, they know me as Nezariah down there. If it ever comes up. Oh, Nezariah. Nezariah. Yeah. Yes, he's a cowboy. My great grandfather was Nezariah. Why is everyone named Nezariah? That was <laughs> Felina's grandfather's name as well. Oh, really? You know, I, I I can't remember what he was named after. I think it was in yeah. it was in like some book or something. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the John of their time a couple generations ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's <laughs> Nezariah Smith. <laughs> All right. So what we have right here is we have Tremolo wants is going to go do this job application to try and get this job thing short out because that's kind of like we need this in order to get maybe a couple of other things. Yeah. Number two, it sounds like you all are going to tag team this hatch in investigating a little bit down below to see if you can figure out how to even get to the pit, which is the right. premium industrial industrial transport something something. It's another transit t- transit transport uh, Trans- transport tunnel transport tunnel. There it is. There it is. Premium industrial transport tunnel. I invented this. <laughs> I made it up. I gave it this name months ago. Yes. So that is what we're going to do. And we're going to start with Tremolo. How does Tremolo get ready for his job interview? Uh, he he asks for his uh, monocle back, Nizzy. I don't believe we have to put on any airs for these people in this house. No offense, <laughs> Finny. None taken. Break. <laughs> Break a leg. <laughs> okay, so you get your monocle back. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything else really besides dusting off what I have. Um, I guess maybe I would, uh, maybe I'll leave my yellow scarf, so I'm just in uh, more of a businessy blue cape without my. And the helm color. is still covered with a toboggan. Yes, that's. I I was picturing it earlier that he had taken it off and was holding it, but I, I didn't worry about saying anything about it because we sure. weren't worried about Sally being covered in blood, even though we talked about it just beforehand. We didn't do anything about it, uh, so I was like, oh, seems like wrong. it was appropriate and made him like us better. Yeah, it worked <laughs> for this place. Uh, but yeah, so so he leaves he was like his really radio. into it. He leaves his radio helmet with the toboggan on it. And I don't know. You said they like color right around here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I guess he, he leaves his, his yellow scarf on. It's kind of a faded yellow, but it's the most color that he has. So, and so um, the helm staying in, at the house. Yes. Okay. And he's, he's got everything else that he needs. He's just. He's dusted off the best that he can be, so that he looks clean, including his fabric. Finny, um, as you're getting ready and getting dressed, and he sees you like patting yourself, he pulls out this um, 
this like rod that is covered in tape and he starts like rolling it over your back and the sticky side is like pulling up bits of dirt and lint and he holds it up so much thank you so much finny you should always try to look your best (laughs) yes especially when trying to get a job that's for sure do you have any uh shoe polish i have haven't shined my boots and i don't know when let me take care of that for you and he starts polishing your boots for you i thank you uh, here i'll do this the the one on the right while you do the one on the left okay we can team it together (laughs) and i imagine because you're like a a mockery um this kind of like puppet you can just like fold in half completely (laughs) yeah just right beside (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and you you guys uh, shine your boots and you set off towards the dynamic industries I also use a little on my oh, eyes. A little, just to glimmer up your, your black, <laughs> glassy eyes. So you make your way out. And you're going to hop on the Travelator. You're able to show your your uh, your certificate and get on. I need you to roll a D6, though. One. Guys, we're starting hot. Starting hot, for those of you who <laughs> haven't been keeping up, a... D6 is rolled whenever there is traveling, and a result of a one results in a random encounter. It may not be a big deal, but I'm going to need you to roll another D6, and that's going to determine what this encounter is. Five. All right. You're on the Travelator, and it is like a bright winter day. There's gray clouds, but it's that kind of like they're way up in the atmosphere. They're not so, like, oppressive. And the sun's cutting through enough to make everything really, really bright and cheery. And people are out. You can see the steam on their tea that they're drinking on the Travelator as they are making their way to work. And suddenly, you hear this uh, whooshing sound coming from above and in the distance about 80 feet from where you're at you're just about to get to the gate of dynamic industries and this what looks to be a giant egg falls from the sky and crashes into the travelator and everybody lurches to a halt as it stops and this egg you see steam coming off of it as uh everybody kind of screams you hear these old women and uh young men aghast my god and you see the other people on the other travelator that's heading in the opposite direction going oh shit do they care enough to be walking Well, they're like just slowly getting further and further away from the problem. (laughs) And they're just giving you that look of like, sorry, mate. Tough luck. Hope that's fixed when I come back. Yeah. (laughs) But they're keeping up appearances and not walking on the travelator. (laughs) Right. There's that like kind of pull of, uh, I'm getting further away. This is good enough. And people on the travelator who are close by there 
by the egg. They're like climbing over the the guardrails of the travelator. This police officer, this guard, he's got the kind of like that Bobby kind of old English kind of style police guard. He's got the bristly mustache and the the hat, the bowler hat, blue uniform. He's got a little club. Calm down, everybody. Calm down, everyone. We can't turn into animals just running along the travelator. Restrain yourself. And so, then you, yeah. Uh, just real quick. So while that happens, the first thing that Tremolo does is try to look to see where it might have came from. If there's a mom yeah. or something flying, if there's by. a mom. Yeah. You look up and you don't see any anything in the sky. It's still clear. It's still a beautiful day. It's, there's just like a giant egg there. You look up. And then when you look back down to the egg, you see that it now has a huge crack splintering down the center. And you hear it start to expand, and that cracking sound of the egg starts to split. And then it blows apart. And this translucent humanoid figure emerges from this egg. And its entire body looks like it is filled with the light of a kaleidoscopic rainbow and these huge wings, these butterfly wings expand outward from its body. It looks like this kind of plasmic water in human shape, these glorious wings. And you can see that there are holes in the wings. And as it starts to beat, you hear this amazing music starting to play this whistle tune as it beats its wings i need you to roll a charisma save a charisma save is 3d6 and you have to score under your charisma score nathan what is tremolo's charisma score 10 all right seven you get under your charisma score but you hear this woman in front of you she was the one who was on t she had the tea that she was drinking. And she gets this kind of glazed look in her eyes. And she says, Leonard, where are the crumpets? Get the crumpets from the bank. And her butler, ma'am, I think we have more to worry about than just crumpets, don't you? She says, never mind that now. Get the crumpets. And he pulls out the crumpets. She takes a handful. And she starts walking down the travelator towards this figure. You see other people, other rich people on the travel. What are you doing? What, what, ma'am, you know, some of them can't even look at her. Like they're still dealing with this thing. And she walks up and she drops to her knees. And she, uh, raises these crumpets up to this, this floating figure. And she says, here, my Lord, feast. And you see other people scurrying in their bags, looking for food. And this translucent figure descends and grabs these, these baked goods from this lady. And you see it ingest it through its chest, like it just absorbs it. It doesn't go through any type of mouth because there's not really a mouth to speak of. And it absorbs this food into its body and it touches the woman's forehead. And you hear... It say, bring more. I must try it all. 
And she gets up and she says, Everyone, quick, we must bring it more. A feast. And they start stampeding in your direction. What's Tremolo doing? Is the is the stampede something that I have to worry about? Is that really like... It looks like, like they're, they're, they're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all rushing towards you. So I'm right there at the gate. Am I able to walk through and get on the other side of the gate and... You need to like run up towards them and get out that gate before they get to you. Okay. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. All right. Let's make a dex check. My dexterity is 11. Okay. So we'll roll 3d6. Eight. All right. You quickly slide across this travelator and you hear that cop saying, well, nobody have the decency to stand still on the travelator. And they <laughs> mow this guy down as you slide and duck out through this gate. So then I, I walk down the gate a little bit because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there's like the gate entrance, but I'm going to walk down the whatever. Uh, I'm guessing it's kind of the way that you describe things like a rod iron, rod iron fence kind of thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to walk down a little way so I don't have to worry about people coming on a path or anything. Okay. And I'm going to take my, uh, Tremolo takes his violin out and he starts to play as loud as he can the most beautiful song that he can think of. You make a charisma check as well. Okay. Uh, charisma again is 10. I yeah. got a four. You start playing this song on the violin and then this translucent figure starts flapping its wings harder and you notice that everybody that was stampeding has stopped and there's this moment of you're playing and it's playing and it's trying to win control back and everybody starts like gravitating towards you slowly not aggressively and you hear this translucent figure this like warbled cry and it hits its wings and flies up into the sky and disappears. Oh, I thought it might want to play music together. Uh, Apparently it is very jealous. Um, Are you all okay? Yeah. I just don't know how I'm going to get to work now. Most people uh, walk. And you see them kind of like wander back towards the travelator. And there is somebody like hurriedly running alongside the travelator. And they're like security guards and mechanical repair people. And they're like, don't worry, everybody. We'll get the travelator up and working as soon as possible. Just take your seat and we will ensure that you get to your work uh, as soon as possible. Do, Do not worry. These are dynamic industry folks. Yeah. Um, so Tremolo walks up to the egg like he wants to inspect the yeah. eggshell if there's like a bit of eggshell that he might be able to take. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, then he's going to talk to these dynamic industry folks. Uh, yeah, you can break off like a little like teacup sized piece of eggshell mm-hmm. if you want to keep it for yourself. Uh, what's it look like? It it looked like white from a distance. But now that you're up close, it has that pearl kind of rainbow shimmer to it Mm -hmm. um and there's like really thick blue specks now that you're you're up close to it like little drops of dye and he picks that up and he looks at it for a little bit and then it disappears into his cloak where everything else is at um oh hello good sir oh sorry again sir uh we will have this up and running dynamic industries is on the job. Oh, oh, it, oh it is fine. You're 
uh, doing a fine job here. I, I'm sure that you will. Um, have you seen one of these beasts before? Is this new, or ha- have you seen this happen before? I gotta say, I no, I have not seen anything like that, and I'm still not really sure what I saw, but I know that whatever you did scared it away. Yes. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. I don't think we would have been able to do our job if it was still here. <laughs> well, yeah, you're welcome. Um, you know... I'm glad that I could do that favor. Um, I actually have a favor of my own. Uh, I was about to put in an application to to try and join your your team, uh, Dynamic Industries team. Well, um, hey, if you need a reference, uh, yes, I do. I, I have one. Um, do you know Felina Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> well, she's only the most intelligent, smartest person at. Dynamic Industries. Well, uh, yeah, I know who Felina Roberts is. Do you know who Felina Roberts is? Yeah, she wants me to be her assistant, but I have to go through this application process thing, and I don't know what to do. I was wondering. I know this is very important, but there's a lot of people working on it. If you might be able to assist me, uh, you know, I've taken care of the major problem, <laughs> right? Um, if you might be able to assist me with a simple application uh, so that I might be able to help Felina um, uh, much swifter than what it would take me to figure it out all on my own. Well, I gotta work on this right now. I mean, this is kind of an emergency. You see all these people, they're, they're gonna have a connection, but if you can give me some time, I can definitely, definitely help you out with whatever that is. Do you think oh, you okay. could help us out and might be able to make this go by a little faster. I mean, that would probably be something like your job anyways, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm more than happy to help. All right. And you start to work with them, and they're kind of like teaching you the ins and outs. <laughs> little piece by little piece. <laughs> so I yeah. think of like little, the smallest pieces of shell that he could pick up. Yeah, they're like breaking <laughs> down the shell. You see them with like hammers and stuff. They're like, here, use this. And they've got like these these large hammers it's like um like home demolition sledgehammers and stuff cracking down these shells and um while another person is working on like fixing any of the platform that that broke on the impact um to get it moving again uh but that's what you're doing while you're doing that nezzy sally you all travel tremolo uh random encountered for you all. So you're not going to have to worry about doing one as well. He finally got his weirdness. Yeah, he That's definitely. Right. I was, <laughs> it's so funny because I was like, I've got to, I've got to hit Tremolo with something weird eventually. So he's in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I forgot to say it because you, uh, the last thing you said was this, you know, horde of people stampeding towards me. So then I was like, oh, I've got to react. But the first thought when he saw that was the flashback of everything that yeah. Sally and Nessie had said that they saw. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm a dick. <laughs> I'm the dick. Okay. Oh, it's it's I'm the real So that's what flashed through his head. And then a stampede of people started running at it. That's perfect. That's really funny. Okay. You all, uh, Sally and Nezzy, you make your way towards um, uh, the hackway, the, the dynamo that we had mentioned near the cemetery. And you can see that 
if you pay money, you could get onto the hackway and you would have, if you run across, but you'd need to be able to like break the lock or get through this chain link area. Do you all have anything that could help you get through this security? No, but part of this is kind of figuring that out, saying like, what, what do, does it look like we need? Like, okay, we need to get through this chain link though. We need to break the lock and Sally might have something for it in her bag of tricks. There we go. Oh, so what (laughs) Gail is referring to is that upon character creation, which if you're not a podcast listener, we have episode zero where we create characters. It's not really like all these other shows, so I don't always recommend it. It's really just us creating characters and, and goofing off. But Gail got an object, an item, and that item was, as she takes a drink right before I'm about to ask her what that object is. Could you tell us what that item is, Gail? The item is... Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say... Swallow your water. It's, it's <laughs> um, it, The object is uh, a bag of scrap parts that I've basically taken off, taken to and from different sabotages that I've done as an agricultural saboteur. Um, so I have just yeah. a, a bag of random parts, and the rule is that if I can uh, reach in and I have a one in six chance of finding the part I need from this bag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. The odds are great. So there's a one in six and the chance. The odds are that... not great. Okay. But... All right. So yeah. the, down, the downside <laughs> is that Nathan's already rolled the one today. Yeah, that's right. That's and true. last game, you rolled all the ones. To yeah. get you all the goods. So this yeah. is this is tough. <laughs> yeah. um, but the odds never change. That would right. be a misconception of chance. Yes. All right. So, let's... so you're going to need to roll a one on a D6. It's a six on a D6. Re- you should... a six on a D6? Oh, <laughs> sorry. You should have said it before <laughs> you rolled. Yeah, awesome. yep. You all get... I'm looking uh, through this bag. And you're I'm looking like, through the bag, trying to find something. Oh, I think I had to leave my wire cutters at my last job, and my my bolt cutters too. Like sometimes you got to rush out of those things. Um, but I mean, I know that we, I, I know what we need. Uh, we, I just need to go find a place to get it. Uh, is there any way I can uh, loosen something with this hook that I have? I can pull out my hook and see if I can. Uh, you might be able to like just brute force this lock with the hook. Like it's it's like a padlock. Yeah. You might be able to wedge the hook in there and crank it off. Kind of break it. I'll give it a go. All right. Give me a give me a strength check. My strength ain't great. Is Sally right. stronger than you? Uh, yeah. You might. Hey. She could do it. Oh, okay. That might be, I mean, just, just, <laughs> with, I, with Nezzy. I, I slept on my, my arm real weird last night. It got real, you know, it's numb and tingly inside, so. Oh, are uh, you serious? I thought it was yeah. like sleeping on a cloud. It was wonderful. I'm not right. used to comfortable beds. I didn't know how to sleep right. Well, let me see. Let me, I actually want to try my pitchfork. Go for it. Oh. Oh. No. No, I rolled a 16. I didn't roll strength at all okay <laughs> that's two sixes well, and a four well what's are, uh, so, rolling so hang on hang on so if you're if you're just trying to like stab with your pitchfork then you can make an attack roll on the lock okay but if he's trying to like wedge it open 
then that would be a strength check. I guess I was just trying to wedge it open. I don't know that I was... Okay. It... All right. That's okay. Yeah. You all... You... So this is what happens. You wedge it in there. And you realize, like, it's going to take a lot of force to make this happen. And as you are pushing, your pitchfork snaps. <gasps> and so does the lock. Pitchfork. The wood Aww. cracks laying next to the prongs of the pitchfork on the ground are the remains of the lock and the door is wide open. Do you have anything else to defend yourself? Um, I, I got this stake and it's still bloody <laughs> and like still like in my hand. It's like, it's like still wet bloody. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I put it in my belt loop and I actually take the, the pitchfork prong, like the, the fork part. Um, and I stick it in my bag of parts. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. Just to be clear, is it still wet? Like it refuses to dry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As you guys are standing there, you hear a hack pull up behind you. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we work for dynamic industry. We're just doing some routine maintenance. And Sally, you want this guy to go away so bad. I'm hold. I, I have. I put my hand on the stake. It's okay. Move along. And Nezzy, you see Sally speak in this way. Gail, can you say it one more time? It's okay. Move along. And this voice sounds absolutely demonic from her yeah and the guy turns forward and zips off and as the hack drifts off down around the bend sally you feel like you have found some kind of power inside of you that you could use to make sure people listen to what you have to say. 